Hello, everybody. Thank you for joining Jewish Stories and More. Today is a most amazing story. It's about a lady who went into Yechidus. We had another Yechidus story yesterday. Yechidus meaning a private meeting, a private audience with the Rebbe, in which she was sitting in the Rebbe's office and doing something kind of unusual for being in a private meeting with the Rebbe, known as Yechidus. Yechidus because it, it means that people are alone, alone together. Yechud is when two people are alone together in a room or something similar. And so Yechidus means that the Rebbe is together with somebody in a room, of course, the door is opening every once in a while. So it's permitted for the Rebbe to be in a Yechidus, even though it's a lady. Usually a man and a lady would not be alone together in a room if they weren't husband and wife or something similar, daughter and father. But in this case, the door, as you will soon see in the story, opened every few minutes. And this was kind of an unusual situation because usually when people go in to Yechidus with the Rebbe, they are listening to what the Rebbe has to say. Usually what they do is they write a note and they give it in before they go in or when they're going in, the Rebbe reads their note with their questions, with their requests for blessings and so forth. And then the Rebbe usually speaks most of the time. But in this case, the woman was speaking all the time. <laughs> the Rebbe was not saying anything. The woman was speaking and speaking and speaking. Now, there was a secretary named Rabbi Label Groner, Oliver Shalom. He was the one who was in charge of making sure that people didn't stay in the Rebbe's office for too long. Because usually there was a long line of people waiting. And it was usually late at night or more than halfway through the night or even close to morning. Quite often the devil would be up all night uh, giving yechidus, giving opportunity for people to speak with him. And so therefore it's important that one person shouldn't stay there too long because then everybody else wouldn't have a chance. So after a few minutes, Rabbi Groner, as he would usually do, uh, opened the door a little bit and looked inside to see if maybe it was time for this lady to leave. But instead of the Rebbe nodding that, yes, the lady should leave, or whatever sign he used, instead, the Rebbe signaled to Rabbi Groner he should go away because the Rebbe wanted to give more time to this woman. And so the woman kept talking. And it seemed to Rabbi Groner that she was actually repeating whatever it was that she was saying. It seemed to, it seemed to him that she was actually saying the same thing. Like she would talk for a few minutes and then she would start over and say the same thing over again. And so he felt like this is a strange yechidus. The lady's doing all the talking nonstop. And not only that, but it seems like she's saying the same thing more than once. So he came back a few minutes later, 
And he looked inside again and again. The Rebbe signaled him he should go go away. He should close the door and go away. And meanwhile, the woman was still st- uh, speaking nonstop. The Rebbe was not saying anything. It was just a lady speaking, speaking, speaking. And again, Rabbi Groner got the impression that she was actually repeating herself every few minutes that she would start over and say basically the same thing or maybe exactly the same thing. Finally, Rabbi Groner felt after a while, quite a while, that this was just too much time. This woman was taking too much of the Rebbe's time. And so he kind of walked partway into the room this time. Instead of just opening the door and, and looking inside, the Rebbe actually, I, I, excuse me, Rabbi Groner actually walked a little bit into the room. Kind of unusual. But the Rebbe again signaled him, no, he should go away. And so the woman kept talking nonstop. And so Rabbi Groner went away again. But after a few minutes, he felt he had to interrupt. And this time, he actually walked into the room and kind of went up to the woman, almost up to where she was talking, to, to try to kind of signal to her that it's time to stop. But the Rebbe actually then said to Rabbi Groner, something like, Rabbi Groner, I asked you, to close the door and go out, and please stay out until I call for you. I'm not wasting my time, the Rebbe said. Rabbi Groner had said, the woman's taking too much time. But but the Rebbe answered, I'm not wasting my time. And so Rabbi Groner had been kind of rebuked, and so he, he stayed out, and he didn't dare open the door again. The Rebbe had said quite strongly, go out and stay out. <laughs> and so the woman just kept on talking and repeating. And after a while, she stopped and she came out. Rabbi Groner was afraid to go in because the Rebbe had rebuked him so strongly. He didn't want to go in. But the Rebbe called him. And he went into the Rebbe's office, and the Rebbe said to Rabbi Groner like this. He said, yes, she was repeating herself. She, re- she, repeated, she said the same thing several times. But I was not wasting my time. Because each time that she said over what was troubling her, it was a little bit easier for her to say it. So what do we see from this story? The Rebbe did not say anything to her, or or very little, if anything. She was just unburdening her heart. She was just pouring out her, her troubles to the Rebbe, and the Rebbe was only listening. That's all he was doing, was listening. And she said the same thing several times. But the Rebbe just listened because he saw that each time that she said the same troubling speech, the same troubling story, it was a little bit easier for her to say it, to share it. So the Rebbe understood that he was helping this woman just by listening. So we see that not 
Not always do we help somebody by saying something to them. Sometimes we help a person the most by not saying anything, just by listening. And you might have this situation yourself sometime, or maybe you've had this situation before, where the biggest way to help is just to listen to what the person is telling you. They're telling you their troubles, their difficulties, whatever it is. And that is the biggest way sometimes to help, to listen. And even if we do have something to say to somebody, we have to first listen. First, we have to hear what that person has to say, and we have to think about it, and we have to empathize with the person who's having the troubles. And then maybe it would be appropriate to to make a suggestion, but not until we've really listened to the person and their trouble that they're having, really listened and really um, tried to feel what they're feeling. In any case, we are looking forward to the Geula. And so the Rambam tells us in the second to last halacha about Melech uh, HaMashiach, Lo Mashiach, that the Chachamim, the wise ones, and the Nevi'im did not desire for the Mashiach to come in order that we should rule over the world or conquer the Goyim, the non Jews, to rule over them or that people should uplift us and honor us. That's not what we're looking for with Mashiach coming. Or to be able to eat and drink a lot and party a lot. That's not what we're looking for with Mashiach coming. What are we looking for with Mashiach coming? What are we desiring? Because when Mashiach comes, we'll be free to be able to be involved in learning Taita and understanding the wisdom of Taita. And we won't be disturbed or bothered by different things that distract us now from learning Taita. And this way we'll be able to learn and understand Taita, become closer to Hashem. As the Rambam puts it, to be zeichet to the world to come. And of course, to know Hashem. Now, the truth is I was just speaking to my son who spent the last five months in the army in Israel and now he's off for a while. And of course, it's a big adjustment to go back to work. Meantime, the war is still going on. And Baruch Hashem, we've been very successful in the war, but we paid a very high price. Unfortunately, many Jewish men and women have been killed. And therefore, it's very important for us to increase in our learning of Taita and doing of mitzvahs in order to give more success, more uh, protection to all of the people in Eretz Yisrael, all the Jewish people there, especially the people who are fighting in the army or the Air Force or the Navy or the police or the Secret Service or the border guards, they should be successful in their very important work. And the more we learn and the more we daven and the more we do mitzvahs, 
the more power they have to be successful. May Hashem bless our efforts that we should also be involved in the war, at least by the learning of Torah. Hopefully that's the only way that we will be required by learning Taita and doing mitzvahs, but it's a real involvement. It really matters. Our power through learning Torah and doing mitzvahs is very great, and it helps very, very much the soldiers who are, who are fighting with the guns. And may we be successful, may Hashem bless us, that just like we defeated Haman and all those enemies, so too we should defeat completely all of these Hamans, all of these enemies of ours, and bring in the time of peace, the time of Mashiach, the rebuilding of the base of Mikdash with Mashiach, it happened immediately. Thank you so much for joining Jewish Stories and more.